Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. I miss you, Gannon, and I love you to the moon and back and back again. I know every day you're with me and your sister's. But that will be never, that will never be taken away. Gannon Stalk's mom, Landon Bullard, describing the loss of her son after the guilty verdict in the murder trial of Gannon's stepmother, Letitia Stalk. It's one of the seven most powerful moments from Stalk's sentencing. I've covered a lot of crime stories over the years, many of them here at Law and Crime, and it always makes me think about how important it is for all of us to stay safe. Well, Palm Pepper Spray can help you do just that. It's a small but mighty self-defense tool. Palm Pepper Spray shoots up to 12 feet, safe and easy. You just point and spray. And if you want to try it, you can get 10% off. Just log on to palmpepperspray.com, enter the promo LAWCRIME10, and remember, if you or anyone else is ever in danger, always dial 911. With respect to count number one, charge of murder in the first degree after deliberation, we the jury find the defendant Letitia Stauk guilty of count number one, murder in the first degree after deliberation. I'm Anjanette Levy, and welcome to Law & Crime's Sidebar Podcast. As you just heard, Letitia Stauk was found guilty by a jury of murdering her stepson, 11-year-old Gannon Stauk, in January of 2020. As we all know, Letitia Stauk admitted to murdering Gannon, so whether or not she actually committed the crime was never in question. She had pleaded not guilty by reason of insanity but by the jury's verdict, you can tell they didn't buy it. Prosecutors said that on January 27th, 2020, Letitia Stalk attacked Gannon in his bedroom. They were living in El Paso County, Colorado, in the Colorado Springs area. Investigators claimed they found blood on a mattress, walls, and floors, as well as in Letitia Stalk's vehicle. Deputies believed from the start that Letitia Stalk was acting suspiciously when Gannon was reported missing. Prosecutors provided evidence that Letitia rented a van and drove from Colorado all the way to Florida a few weeks after Gannon's disappearance, and then Gannon's body was later found stuffed in a suitcase under a bridge in Florida's Panhandle six weeks after Letitia's trip there. Prosecutors spent a month presenting testimony and evidence to the jury. Those jurors determined that Stalk was not insane when she killed Gannon, and they found her guilty of first-degree murder. Letitia Stalk was aware of all of her actions when she was killing Gannon and when she tried to cover her tracks. That is what the jury found. Stalk will spend the rest of her life behind bars, but little Gannon will not get the chance to live his life. And as you can imagine, the people closest to Gannon are hurting the most. Gannon's great uncle, Jeff Davenport, explained how Letitia Stout didn't just take Gannon away from them, but took away so much more. She took away the future of an 11-year-old boy. I am Gannon's great uncle. Um, I'm Albert's uncle. And my sister, Debbie, who hopefully will be speaking, speaking in a few minutes, is his grandmother. Uh, because I am a couple of steps away from him in relation, um, even though uh, I have personal memories of Gannon and 
the, the loving, wonderful young man that he was and the great man he would have been. Um, I want to leave the depth of impact to his parents. Uh, so I would like to talk about um, the breadth of impact. Um, the preciousness of an 11-year-old's life is beyond measure and all other impacts to all the rest of us pale in comparison to the loss he suffered himself. Um, but this now convicted murderer um, did not just murder Gannon. She murdered all of the love and joy and encouragement and security he would have brought to all those he encountered throughout his life. She murdered his children and his grandchildren and all of the joy and love and encouragement and security they would have brought to all those they encountered throughout their life and so on and so on. She murdered his junior prom, his senior prom, his high school graduation, his college years, his career, his marriage, his retirement and his golden years. And it just goes on and on. Now, this was incredibly heartbreaking to listen to. This family has really gone through one of the most painful experiences that any family can. The next person to address the court was Gannon's great aunt, Veronica Birkenstock, and she talked about what it was like to lose a family member who's a child. She fought back tears as she described this pain. And remarkably, she said that she actually forgives Letitia Stalk. She said that she hopes Letitia finds God as she serves her life sentence. Nothing in life prepares you for the murder of a child. No one ever thinks this can happen to your family. A little over three and a half years ago, I got a call, a very dreaded call, that I needed to come and be with Landon. For over three years, I have dear left her side and all the hearings, all the motions, and all the hearings that the defendant decided not to come to because she didn't think it was important. But regardless, we showed up, and we showed up for Gannon. I want to talk about forgiveness today because as a Christian, I have to forgive. Not because I want to, because this human flesh does not want to. The judge today, on behalf of Landon and I, we want this court to know that we have forgiven. Letitia, for what she did. God is the ultimate judgment, judger. But I pray today that your judge will give her what she deserves on this earth and we'll let God do the rest in eternity. I don't know if this is appropriate or not, but I would like to leave this Bible. And at some point in time, if you think it's okay to give to Letitia as she serves her life sentence, and we hope that will be a punishment that you render shortly. But this is a life application Bible. For the rest of her natural life, I hope she will read the word of God. It really takes a lot of strength and a lot of grace to find forgiveness in your heart for somebody like Letitia Stauk. And Letitia is going to have an entire lifetime in prison to think about what she has done and the pain that she has caused. Another person to address the judge was Janie Candanis. Janie is a member of the community and was also a neighbor of Gannon, Al, and Letitia Stauk. And through the search for Gannon, Janie became very close to Gannon's parents, Al and Landon. All the other parents out there can really relate to this because losing a child or having your child go missing is really every parent's worst nightmare and really their worst fear. This is Janie explaining how the loss of Gannon impacted the community. 
also, like what Nicole said, wanted to thank you for making this such a fair and neutral trial through the process. Um, I am here today, as I have sat with the family for the last three years as a community member in Lorson Ranch, who has watched the turmoil that this has caused everybody in our community three years ago. We heard as a neighborhood what happened that a little boy went missing and we rallied together in a way that most communities can never experience or imagine. We came together and we helped find ways to get media involved, to get search parties involved, to do everything we could to be of assistance to find this little boy because Gannon wasn't just a neighbor. He was all of our little boys for months and months until he was found. We were all scared to let our kids go outside because we were scared that they would be kidnapped. We didn't know what was going to happen. And through that process, we all came together and we met Landon and Al, those of us that didn't know them, and we built relationships and friendships and, and garnered a family relationship with them through that process. But this is just one thing that as a community member, somebody who was a part of it from the beginning, that I can confidently say, this is the worst tragedy that anybody could ever go through and every parent's nightmare. And I have watched and held Landon as she falls apart time after time. <clears throat> but we are here today and justice has finally been served for Gannon. And I, we want to thank you as a community for that opportunity for this to happen today. The most emotional and heartbreaking victim impact statement came from Gannon Stalk's mother, Landon Bullard. She said that she actually loved Letitia Stalk mother to mother and trusted her with her son. Listen as Landon Bullard talks about losing the most precious thing in her life, her son Gannon. That is something that can never be taken away from me. We came into this world fighting and unfortunately, you left this world fighting. Your Honor, she fought against someone that he loved and trusted. Someone that myself and Albert both trusted and loved. Someone who can never understand what it means to love or trust anyone but herself. For more than three agonizing years, I've often wondered what I may say or if I would even be able to. For three years, I have questioned every single possibility and scenario. For three years, I have tried to forgive you, but I can't, I want to. But no parent should have to bury their child. No parent should have to see or hear the horrific things you have done to the whole family. She has taken away the most precious gift in this world, not just my family, not Al's family but your own family. She destroyed dozens of lives, lives of people who never wanted to believe that she could have done this. She knew how special Gannon was, and she knew what me meant to most of me. I, in my heart, can never understand her hatred and insecurities when it came to me. I did love her. Mother to mother, I trusted her with my children while trying to survive a complicated life with my third child. And you used she used every opportunity to write a narrative of my life to, again, to try to take pieces of my life. When she already took some of it, that still wasn't enough. Even to this day, even after you murdered him and she tried to taint any positive image of him, 
He has caused families and communities to come together. Children and adults have given their life to Christ. He has called unity in times of trial. He is a hero. You even, she even tried to steal that away. A cape, huh? The one image of Ganon that was created for the world after it went national. TV begging for the return of my son, my hero. How dare her? How truly sick and cruel is she? You stole so much from this world, Gannon's cousins, aunts, uncles, sisters, new siblings, grandparents, and friends are missing a huge portion of their lives without Gannon. Lena is missing her brother. Your Honor, I've never seen a bond between two siblings so close as theirs. She had to take that. Why? I'm afraid we may never know that answer, will we? I show his baby sister, Nova, pictures and videos of Gannon so she will always remember who he is because she stole him from us. He is not forgotten and never will be. And it's so sad to sit here today and face her, a person even Gannon loved, one that I know while she was attacking and killing him and fought for his life, he defended himself against her, still loving her. A love she never deserved from him for what she has done. While you are, while she is too much of a coward to even come forward with the truth, she owes it to Gannon. But the lack of remorse and the lack of respect to Gannon through this child, her lack of compassion shows me that she and we, well, we were all wrong. She manipulated all of, all of us and never loved Gannon, Lena, or Harley. I've sat here for over a month having to listen to her sick lies even as she tried to destroy who I was and Albert as a father, I've had to sit and listen and watch every reenactment of images no one wants left in their mind. Landon Bullard then addressed the judge, the court staff, and the jury, explaining how hard it was to wait three years for this day for some semblance of justice for her son, Gannon. Through all of Letitia's trial and through the investigation, she often actually blamed Landon for the disappearance and death of Gannon, her, her young son. In the end, Landon said she is thankful that there's been some sort of justice served. You wanted to leave us with that, knowing it would torture us, but you underestimated me. I am Landon, Gannon's mom, and that will never change. Through my hurt, anger, and pain, I will never be the monster that she is. I can never be filled with the hate that her heart holds. I pray that we will never have to look at her face again. I will continue to hold on to my faith. Vengeance is not mine as I surely wish it could be at times, but it's the Lord's. I have to trust in that. Thank you, Judge Warner, for your compassion, your patience through this trial. I want to thank the juror for their attentiveness and time that they took for joy, justice for my boy, to the detectives, officers, legal team for every single second they've poured out into Gannon's case and to the community for your countless hours. Tisha, that was her biggest mistake. You underestimated this community and this defensive team, Lorson Ranch. They searched for and fought for Gannon within hours, and they never believed your lies from the moment they started. None of these people ever gave up on him. You never looked. All of these people I will forever hold close to my heart. Always Gannon strong, my gene men forever. Justice been served today. Your Honor, I pray that you just give her the best sentencing, the longest sentencing that you can. <clears throat> this will not bring my son back, but I can sleep soundly for the first time in three years, knowing that 
you can never harm. This defendant can never harm anyone again, knowing Gannon will always be a true hero in a cape. He will always be my son. That will never be taken away. Now, after Landon finished speaking, it was time for her ex-husband, Al Stauk, to address the court. And you'll recall that Al Stauk provided crucial evidence in this case. It was really difficult to listen to Al talking with his then-wife, Letitia Stauk, on the phone about his missing son. He was basically begging her to help him find Gannon. And he was also trying to help Letitia because she obviously was in need of some serious help. He was the closest person to Letitia Stauk, and so it was really heartbreaking to listen to him deliver this statement. He explained the difficulty of personally grieving over Gannon, but points out how hard it is also for Gannon's siblings. Two other people torn to pieces as a result of this are Gannon's sister, Lena, and Harley. Speaking of Harley, I feel as though as I've lost two children as a result of this tragedy, one of which I will never see on this earth again, and the other which I do not know if a relationship can be salvaged with. Now for Lena. The video you saw as, as submitted in evidence, her bebopping down the street is actually an excellent depiction of Lena and her happiness and her joy in life. She is very loving, trusting, and at times way too social. Normally you might be concerned by your little girl talking to the utility guy working in the front yard, but in this case, it was the inside of her own home that was of grave concern. Nonetheless, her loss, Lena's loss, is like none I can even imagine. She lost her big brother, her only brother at the time. I still do not know if she has fully processed or fully understands the gravity of the situation regardless has pressed forward and is thriving as best as she can. I am so proud of her. And these are her words. Once again, they're in yellow, so I'll do the best I can. And this is what I asked her if she wanted to say anything to Tisha, and this is what she said in her sweetest mind that she has, that you do, do, that you do not do that to people, especially your stepkids, and that it is never all right to do these things. How sweeter of a response can you get? Now for my precious, premature firstborn son. Get it? I never in my wildest dreams would have ever thought you'd be in danger, buddy, or I know I wouldn't have not left you. At home with what turned out to be your murderer and the last person to ever see you on an earth. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Through a father's eyes, children are truly a gift from God and among the best and most perfect creations God can make. The fact that Gannon's siblings, children, are left to grieve his death is another really tragic part of this case, and you can really hear the pain in Al's voice as he talks about this. Al finished his victim impact statement by first directing words at the defense, but then sharing with the court who Gannon really was, this little boy. He was just a kid. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm -mm -mm. 
Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. And then Al played a short video that Gannon made himself. Your Honor, I do need to clear one thing up with the defense. It was said both in the opening statement and in the closing. Somehow Gannon has been compared to a demon. And I understand the process. I do. But if they want to take the case up of Gannon being a demon, I will line people up from Alaska to Denver to Colorado Springs all the way to South Carolina to testify against them. Gannon was nobody's demon. I don't care how much anyone was abused or anything. He was not anyone's demon. Oh, okay. Gannon was truly... Gannon was truly my buddy. Very recently, before he died, the most alarming thing he did was call me dad. Up until age 10 or 11, I was daddy. But in the last months of his life, I was just dad. A signal that he was coming into those junior high, pre-teenage years. Another amazing thing that is he finally started asking me regularly to play ball with him. He was never too much into sports for most of his life, but that last six to nine months, he really started enjoying playing ball. Some of the most memorable times were him running little five-yard football routes in the street in front of our house. Most of the time he dropped the ball, but he kept asking, let's do it again. I almost had it that time, Daddy. Oh, and that Nintendo Switch. One of the most difficult pieces of evidence to give up was his Nintendo, because that probably has the most of him on it. Knowing I may never see that again is truly devastating. For him, many of his games were not just games, but a challenge to overcome, as I made him beat specific games before I would buy him the next one. I remember not long before he died, him beating the old school Zelda game he had. As he felt he was getting close to beating the final monster, he paused it, ran upstairs, and we sat at the kitchen island, and he beat, he beat it right there together with me. He was as excited as I ever saw him. With all of that and all of the pain of only being able to see him play through the one YouTube video he was able to make, which I'm about to play, I can sleep in peace at night because the father I am and the son he is was culminated as always in our final embrace as he ran out of arms and downstairs to watch Pokemon, I in his heart and he in mine. If we could try to play that video, just maybe the first 10 or 15 seconds of it. Hey guys, and today I'm I'm about to play some Sonic Mania. Alright, let's zoom in. And yes, cameraman is right here. Drop a solar white gaming. And yes, sign up for our channels. We're going to be doing a lot of these together. Give a shout out to him, his channel. Freedom! Thank you.
I think it's really difficult for any of us to truly put ourselves in the shoes of the Stalk family. They've been through so much and they've experienced so many emotions over the last three years and in just the last several days and over the last month of this trial. It was very difficult for them to get up there and deliver these victim impact statements, but they did it and they did it for Gannon. It was important for them. And now they can see and the world can see that Letitia Stalk has been held accountable for her actions and she will spend the rest of her life in prison. That's it for this edition of Law & Crime Sidebar Podcast. You can listen to and download Sidebar on Apple, Spotify, Google, and wherever else you get your podcasts. And of course, you can always watch it on Law & Crime's YouTube channel. I'm Anjanette Levy, and we will see you next time. Thank you.